Hey everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fandrag Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren. Elliot is with me, so is Polly. Huzzah, all of us for once. Yep. So we're going to go through what happened in the FA Cup here, and then we'll take a quick look ahead at the Champions League fixtures midweek here. First and foremost, Polly, how was it to do the mobile hot takes? That was fun. The mobile hot takes were fun. Today we get the live takes. Uh, I got home. I got home about 45 minutes ago, and the first thing I did was I put my takes on the stove and turned the fire on. So they should be nice and hot by now. Okay, so let's get into the FA Cup fifth round. Are we, is... are we burying the lead here? Uh, yeah. The biggest story of the day. Yes. Okay. Okay, go for it. We get four more Clattenburg games. Four more, which is, like, amazing because now there's, like, a definitive number on it, so we know which one the last one's going to be, and he knows which one the last one's going to be. Yeah. Seven penalties, 12 red cards. Yeah, like, like someone might foul someone inside the center circle, and we might get a penalty on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, my, my friends and I, like, we get together for big games. Uh, like, we'll have a party for big games. Like, the, the derby is between our teams. First game of the season, and, and I said to Texas, and I said the last Clattenburg game might have to be a party game. <laughs> yeah, that is probably one game that will end in total chaos. And I, I, I cannot wait for it. I just, I hope my team is not part of it. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be so bad. <laughs> that would be really bad. Okay, with that out of the way, because I don't think he deserves it. <laughs> what do you mean? He, no, Clattenburg doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. He's he, like in all seriousness, like, yes. and I know he's a character of himself, and he lives, and he he built he built like his persona this way, and he branded himself in this way. He is one of the best refs in not just England, the world. Like, there's a reason that he got that England selected him to do the FA Cup final, and that Europe selected him to do the Champions League final, and that Europe selected him again to do uh, the the uh, the Euro final. Euro yes. Final, yeah. Like, there's a reason he got selected to do all those. Yep. No, I mean, if he was just a little bit less egocentric, I think he would be a really good ref. I don't even think it's yeah, that he's egocentric. Yeah, don't you feel that way about most? I don't yeah. think it's that he's egocentric. I think it's the fact that you you took notice of him from the moment he ever set foot on a field because he was always the guy that you looked at him and said, why is that ref, who is clearly like 30-something years old, still dressing like he's 18 years 18 years old. Why is he wearing his hat like a like a boy band want to be 16 year old English boy? Uh, not his hat, his hair. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it was just all right, immediate. And then you know the egregious penalties would would happen. But like Howard Webb gave away egregious penalties also. Yes, that is true. Okay, FA Cup fifth round started off with a bang. Lincoln beating Burnley one nothing. So, uh, happy, happy Lincoln there. First time <laughs> since the current format that a non-league side is in the quarterfinal. No, it was the first time. Well, it's the first, wasn't it the first time? What's the current format? I. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I thought this. I thought this was a very straightforward tournament. Like we have one format. It's we. Pick two teams out of a hat. They play each other. Winner goes on. I don't know. It's been like a hundred years or something. Yeah. It's been like just that. over a hundred years yeah. since Lincoln made it that far. So, um... oh no, Lincoln's never made it this far. It was just over a hundred years since Lincoln played in a fifth round game. Yep. Yeah. Cur- other than that, though, other than that, that was a really boring game. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the best. You saw a lot of Joey Barton going up against, um, uh, what was his name? Sorry, I got to check it out now. Um, Matt Reed, the guy who should know better than to try to comb over that bald spot. (laughs) He should just shave his head. Seriously. That was just the worst comb over ever. He looks like like a butcher. De- wait, do butchers typically have bad comb Oh, that I have, I have no idea. When I just I just <laughs> think back, like back way back in the days, that's that's like a butcher's haircut to me. 
You should probably have a mustache as well then. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no. Overall, not the best of games, but great for Lincoln to to go through. And you saw the, I don't know if you, did you see the video that they showed that they put up a big screen outside their stadium? I did not see that. Okay, so they a bunch of fans gather outside their stadium, watch the game on the big screen and pandemonium. It was It was great. It was really, really good. Middlesbrough had a close call against Oxford. They did pull out a 3-2 win. Sad. Would you rather see Oxford go through? Yeah. Is this where we just cheer for all the smaller clubs except when our own team is playing? Yes, that's it's the FA Cup. That's exactly what happens. Okay. (laughs) I mean, also, Oxford's manager has been pretty funny. He said things like, um, we don't turn up well. Uh, we don't turn up when the lights are on or like when the TV lights are on. He pretty much said like we play worse when, when we're on TV. Uh, so hoping that he, that he was the Oxford manager. He's a quirky guy. He's a funny guy. He says yeah. some ridiculous things like just, he says the anti-managerial thing. Like mm-hmm. he'll pretty much say like, Oh, we kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> um, but like Burrow were just, they're bad and boring. Like, Here's the thing, like I like we'd all we all want to see you know Millwall and and Oxford and non-league teams, you know the lower league teams get in and go far because they're interesting and while they're lower league teams and they're lower league teams for a reason, you know we don't see them. We see Borough every week and they let us down every week. Like we we just don't need to see them in the FA Cup yeah. anymore. Like I'll watch you next week and I'll be utterly disappointed. You won't watch them next week. No, I mean, I mean, like they'll be on, and I'll yeah. You know, I'll pretend to watch them. Like, <laughs> okay, well, we will. It'll be an option for yes. me to watch them. It yes. will not be an option for me to watch Millwall or Oxford. I mean, there's always ways, right? Dude, if you are like streaming a champion, if you are finding an illegal stream to a League of a One game, game a League One game of a yeah, League One game mm-hmm. that that involves a team that you do not root for, yeah. Something is wrong with you. Nah. <laughs> this is this is like uh, yesterday. I was watching the uh, the Maryland uh, the Maryland Wisconsin basketball game, and the refereeing was horrific. And I'm talking with my friend about it, and uh, or I'm talking with a couple of friends about it, and we're all talking about how the refs sucked. And one of my friends goes, "The best refs in college basketball are in the Pac-12. Like you need to watch the Pac-12 if you want good refs." And I was like, "Low key, that's a really big time degenerate gambler com- comment." Like, because no one on the East Coast watches Pac-12 basketball unless unless you're unless you are uh, insomniac. In yeah, if you're an insomniac, right? Like no one no one stays up late to watch random Pac-12 games unless you're putting some money down. Yep. Yeah, I. Yeah, I barely watched Pac-12, and I went to a Pac-12 school, so. <laughs> uh, but that has a lot to do with just staying up that late. It's really, you know, doesn't do well. I don't even think that's the, the case because, like, no one when when Saturday when they play Saturday afternoon games, no one watches the Pac-12. True. Yep. Okay. Well, Millwall, we will get to see them. They defeated Leicester with one nothing. Uh, that was sort of our, you know, we sort of called it. We did raise a warning, warning of a finger, a finger warning. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> finger against against Millwall, we said that you know they might very well pull this off since mm-hmm. Leicester's been so poor away from home. And God, uh, I can't. Ta-da! The, I mean, what the scenario that I, I mean, we we've, we've talked about the unprecedented Premier League champions get relegated in the next season scenario, which is not impossible. But the less likely but also not impossible scenario that I really love is that if Leicester City somehow manages to win the Champions League, they could be a championship team in the Champions League next year. There there could be a non-league team in Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of the downside with stuff like that. You know, let's say Lincoln would go all the way. Like, it's all good and fun, but you know they're going to get smoked in in the Europa League. Yeah, no, uh, I would, yeah I but you would, you would I would have said that you know you would say that like oh Sutton they could keep winning but eventually they're going to have to come up against one of the Premier League's big boys and they're going to get smoked there. That's yeah. not a true statement. 
the, I don't know. I think that I don't see that as a downside at all, Seb. I mean, I like, yeah, okay, they'll be the minnow, but the just because they're the smallest minnow doesn't mean that they don't have to play the games. Yeah. And you know, not even the not just the fans, but hell, the players would be thrilled to have you know the as they sang at the King Power stage last year. We're all going on a European tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not even sure that Lincoln City's uh, field would be approved by UEFA to even play those Europa League games. It's not even like it's, I was thinking like if Sutton went to like made the final and won it. Yeah, was, they're not a professional club. Like, would they even be allowed in? Um, I mean, you would assume yes. I I feel like the European competitions are. I, I I understand they don't really have to specify it, but I mm-hmm. feel like that they're for your for professional clubs. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do see clubs from like Malta and stuff in the qualifiers. Those are barely. Oh yeah, that's true. That's barely true. Like Gibraltar. Barely, not really, barely. Those aren't really professional clubs. No. Okay, Huddersfield kept Manchester City to a scoreless draw, so we get a replay game there. That's. Let's see, Tuesday, February twenty eighth. Uh, still, I don't have a time on that, but you know, you would assume it's. Around. I wouldn't go as far as to say that Huddersfield, um, that Huddersfield kept City to a draw. Manchester City I kept would, Huddersfield to yeah, a scoreless draw. <laughs> I would say, like Huddersfield, should be utterly disappointed at the fact that they didn't win that game. Yeah, yeah, they were the yeah. better team. They Boy, Aguero better was probably uh, well, yeah, well, City City did rotate. They used their second-choice striker uh, in, <laughs> in Aguero. Yeah. They they had a – what was their midfield three? Their midfield three was the Fernando brothers and that guy who used to be known as Fabian Delph. Yeah. And, surprise, they didn't control the midfield. <laughs> Shocking. So, uh, but Huddersfield um, – yeah, they were getting the better chances, and they should have, they should have won that game. Now, um, I watched the game with no volume, and I just noticed that they kept replaying that goal over and over again, saying maybe it was not offside. I don't really know, but it kind of looked offside to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't, I don't know if they have a gripe there, but I, they definitely waste got a little bit wasteful in their chances. I think they lucked out when. What's her? What's his face got hurt, and City had to bring on um, Bakari uh, Sagna. Oh, with their last Kolarov. Yeah, Kolarov got hurt. Yeah, but because like this is gonna sound ridiculous because they did bring on like Leroy Sané, they did bring on Kevin De Bruyne, they did have Sergio Aguero on the field. The one guy on that team that I was afraid of was. Icky and Nacho, and he didn't get to play because they had to use their last sub on a defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, thought if, that, if he would have came on, if he would have came on, he would have he yeah. would have buried one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he could have influenced that game for sure. Yes. Then last game of the evening there on Saturday that was Chelsea beating Wolverhampton Wanderers two nothing. If we could just go back one second because yes. this did back to the to the conversation before uh, it did happen. A little more than 10 years ago when United beat Millwall in the FA Cup final. And Millwall went to the Europa League the following year. They were like a League One side. No, they were a championship side. Yeah. And they went to the FA Cup. They lost 4-2 on aggregate in the first round. <laughs> of, yeah, but didn't Wigan... Wigan didn't... They do that too? Oh, right. Wigan... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think because they won the tournament, they went to the group stage. Uh-huh. So they they... They lost. They they got a one-one draw at home in the first leg, and they lost three-one away. Uh, that's not a terrible against showing. Ferran uh, Varos. Yeah, the most. Yes. It's a very Europa League. It is the biggest <laughs> club in Hungary. Very storied <laughs> club. Yeah, Ferran Varos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much what you should think of when you think Europa League. Yep. Hey, they're a great They side. did. They got some great Make the Cup Winners' Cup too. Final one year. Okay, let's get back to this one. Chelsea 2, Wolverhampton nothing. Diego Costa, Pedro with the goals. 
Um, you know, sort of looking at the team here, Conte is not playing around. No, but nobody is. I mean, yes, they did rotate some, but you still start the game with the front trio of Azard, Costa, and William. Well, yeah, like, why wouldn't you? I mean, you're playing once a week. This, mean, isn't, like yes. the league, this yeah. isn't the League Cup where it's like a midweek game, so it's like you would have to play Saturday, then Wednesday, and then Saturday again. Mm-hmm. You played last Saturday, and now you'll play this Saturday, and then you won't play again until next Saturday. Yep, because you're not in the Champions League, Chelsea. Right, so, like, why wouldn't you? Or the and, and, I mean, and granted, it's, I understand that it's, it's a certain manager uh, making the excuse train for when he inevitably loses to Chelsea in the final, or not in the final, in the next round of the FA Cup. But, yeah, like, Chelsea don't even have to focus on the league anymore. They have the league wrapped up. So why wouldn't you just go out there and give your guys a run out uh, respect the tournament and make sure that you win and actually win something this year. Yeah, I mean the the only thing. I is, mean they, they will win something, but you yeah. know, do a double. You are, it's right. It's yeah. February. You have the league wrapped up. Why don't you just go out there and and, and do the double? Yeah. So John Terry got to play a game. That's nice. Same <laughs> could be safe for Kurtzuma, who we haven't seen in quite a while. And then they wasn't like Jose Mourinho's like first choice center back pairing last year with yeah. Zuma and Terry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've never been impressed with Zuma. No, he's a good player. He's gonna be yeah. real good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, how old oh, is yeah. he? Like he's gonna be real 22. good. Twenty-two. He's like twenty-two. <laughs> oh okay. He's yeah, gonna be real good. Kurt Zuma, the Kurt Zuma, Paul Pogba, Antoine Griezmann, straight up the middle connection for France is going to be very good. Yeah. Then you got Ake, who still looks like he's twelve. He's also twenty-two. Ooh, here's a fun fact. Kurt yes. Zuma's middle name is Happy. Yeah, I've already brought that up. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I said that like a year ago. Did you guys listen to our own show? Oh. Okay, we move on. Tottenham, Fulham. Tottenham, fairly easy time here, 3 nothing. Again, why they have a fairly easy time? Because, because they Fulham did not they take played, care of their played, chances. Not, well, they didn't really get chances. But Tottenham played their they played essentially their first team. They had their first choice back four in there, given that uh first choice if Danny like if you don't have Danny Rose available. Mm-hmm. Uh the only the only player that was missing was Eric Dyer. And it's it's funny because like my friend was he sent me a text being like, the fact that Eric Dyer isn't in this team, like is kind of alarming because Wanyama starts every league game anyway. So, like, where does Dyer fit in? And I was like, could it possibly, like, did you ever think that maybe, like, since Eric Dyer has literally played, like, every single game this year, maybe he's just giving him a break? Yeah. I was like, I don't think that, like, Eric, like, figuring out where Eric Dyer fits into the team should be high on your on your list of things to worry about. Nope. Because he's your best player. They'll find a place to put him. But I did think Harry Winks was fantastic, although I did think that Fulham made it really easy for him to be fantastic. Yeah, yeah now he's showing some promise there, and then you got Harry Kane up front, scoring a hat-trick. It's pretty good at putting the ball in the net. Give when he that. plays a London team, that's 20 goals in, in London derbies mm. Mm. in his career. His yeah, first, okay. first hat-trick in a derby. It's not so much the fact that he got a hat-trick, it's the fact that Spurs scored goals again mm-hmm. because they had gone a really long time without that. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of you're getting your chances. You just need to see the ball go in the net. And once that happens, then you take off. And a lot of people, for some reason, were acting like the world was over and Spurs were in a really bad situation as far back as on Thursday when they lost the away leg to Genk in the Europa League, 1-0, and people were acting like, well, no, they're no, out no. of that competition now. Ghent. Like, oh, Ghent. Oh, Ghent. Right, Ghent, yes. Ghent. Sorry, I know it's it's two teams from the same country. One is Ghent, one is Gink. But people were acting like they were out of that competition. They were like, well, the Europa League's over. We lost to Gent. <laughs> uh, we lost to Gent. 
Well, I don't think it's so much that it's over. I literally it was, just forgot which one it was. Yeah, again. It, it's just the. And I'm, I'm sitting it's there going more of the like, fact hey, guys, it's embarrassing. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. So what? United lost to Michigan two one last year. Yeah, like we, you know, and every, again, everybody acted like they were out of that competition. And it's, you know, what happened in the reverse leg? Marcus Rashford was born, and you know, we we scored five goals. Yeah, he went right the same from thing the womb can to out to the they, field and just, boom. Speaking of Marcus yeah, Rashford, so... segue. Ooh, segue. Manchester United taking a two to one win over Blackburn on the road. Rovers did jump out to the lead in this one. Very nice goal by Danny Graham. But then Marcus Rashford with the equalizer, and then of course Slatan with the winner. No Slatan, no party. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fantastic. Both of the goals coming on just fantastic long passes. I think all three but goals were really nice in this game. Yeah, I have a question for you. For me, is how did you think? How did you, how would you rate the play of one Henrik Mkhitaryan in this game? Overall, pretty good. Really? Yeah, I mean he. Did, I mean he came up when he needed to. He had that one really nice pass yeah. to Rashford. I thought the rest of the game, he just, he like, the ball kept finding him, and he would literally be at the top of the box, like right in the middle, mm-hmm. and he'd have the ball on his foot, and he'd find reasons to not shoot. Oh, okay. He's looking for the pass. Yeah. I could see where, was, why he needs a little bit more of a killer instinct. Maybe right, Slotan like, will put his arm around like, him and say, right, hey, like, and, like, we're shoot. Jettis- we're jettisoning Anthony Martial out to the side when you could have him and Rashford playing down the middle and just moving, um, and moving Mkhitaryan over there. It just it seemed like why did you earn the middle of the field when you're trying to do anything but score? Yeah, no, I, I definitely as opposed want... to Jesse Lingard who would try to do anything but stay in his position and be a productive member of the team. Yes, yeah, Lingard definitely didn't have the best of games. Victorian, yeah, I mean, if he can get some more killer instincts, start shooting some more, that would be good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, It was see- a frustrating game to watch. In the second half, oh, yeah. there were a lot of times where United got the ball and should have broke, and instead of, like, running down the field and somebody playing playing through, like, a through ball towards the left side, towards Martial, Martial would just run wide and, like, square up as if, like, we were back in the Van in the Van Halden. Mm-hmm. I noticed that right away. There were plenty of times where we could have broke, and Martial would be like, I'm just going to go wide here. You can play it square to me, and, and then I'll bring it up, even though that pass will do nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost wondering how much of a, you know, detrimental effect that has had on the team after being drilled by Van Hal for two years and just because if, if killing you, if, their if, here's spirit the thing, to be creative. Here's the thing. It, I, I saw the way that we lined up and played was very similar. I thought the games for Spurs and United were very similar games. And Christian Eriksen was kind of playing the Mkhitaryan role. And when Christian Eriksen got the ball, he was just spewing it all over the field. Like, mm-hmm. I got the ball, and he was just, like, looking up, and he's like, I see space, and he was just kicking the ball into space and right through the Fulham defenders, and eventually some Spurs player would run onto it and get on the end of it. Yeah, he had a really good good assist in that second king goal. But, yeah, and he he was doing a lot, like, to to counter. You know, Fulham came, uh, Spurs dispossessed them, ball went to Erickson, boom, Spurs went, we're flying away. I thought the rest of the team was very wasteful. Yeah. Uh, And then there was just you know, Mkhitaryan and Martial, and it's like, dude, like, we got the ball, and, like, Pogba's looking to run, and no one's running anywhere, and it was like, dude, like, it's it, at the beginning of the game, you saw it. At the beginning of the game, they kept playing Rashford through, yep. and and it was working and making us look dangerous, and Rashford scored, and that's how they scored the first goal. But yeah. then towards the end of the game, it was, let's, oh, like, let's build it up and keep the possession where it's like, Look, there, there's the, there's a lot of gaps in Blackburn's high line, and there's plenty of room to just play it behind them, and no one was willing to make those runs. Yeah. I mean, we saw that on the second goal, too. Ball over at the top. Yeah, well, yeah. and we saw it, we saw it, like, right beforehand. Right before there was a play where, you know, United were, they were trying to attack from the sides, and eventually it came to Carrick, who was at a little bit 
further out than the top of the box, but right down the middle. And, and I kind of knew, like, we're going to get something different here. And he, like, chipped it in, and Rashford just couldn't bring it down. But it was a great ball over the top, and it was just it was something different. Yep. And that's what United were were lacking the whole game. Yeah, but I, I still f- I didn't feel any panic. And then when Pogba and Slatan came on, I was like, okay, well, this is in the bag. No, yeah. I, I never felt like we were going – I mean, I did feel like at one point we were going to lose, but I said, you know – we, we do have 80 minutes or 70 minutes to find an equalizer. And then it was just hopefully we could pull out a winner. I didn't think mm-hmm. that Blackburn were going to find the winner, even though uh, – and I tweeted this – when did I tweet it? Yeah, I tweeted it Thursday during the Europa League game. Like Sergio Romero just continued his consecutive games where he makes you feel completely not safe with him playing in goal uh, out there. And, and once again, he did that. He just inspires no confidence back there. <laughs> You hate him so much. It's I hilarious. I, just, I don't think he's not that bad. I don't bad. think he's a good goalkeeper. He's not that bad. He's not a starter. He's a backup goalkeeper. He, right, but yeah. when he starts not, the game, then not it's, everybody I'm can have Begovic. You know, that's a legit starter just, for many teams. But who did who did we have before him? But I mean, look at Vorm. Uh, look at Vorm for Tottenham. I mean, yeah, that was great. Pat, he almost gave up a goal. That pass was awful. That pass, that pass was, was awful. awful. Romero has made equally bad passes. Okay. Okay. Let's get on. Who was, who was our backup? Who was our backup before? What? Lindegaard? Before Romero. Lindegaard? No, we had somebody in between that, and then we brought in Valdez, but, like, who did we have the, to start that season when we had Valdez? The first Louis Van Hall season. I want to say Lindegaard. Maybe. I liked Lindegaard. Eh, it was okay. It was yeah, it was okay. But like Scandinavian, kept Romero's, his head down, didn't talk too much. Romero's a good shot stopper. He's yeah. a very good shot stopper, but he's really bad at everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get on to Monday's game, today's game, between Arsenal <laughs> and Sutton United. Also, right. let's let's be honest. The rule, You know the rule with goalkeepers. Um, if you're a goalkeeper that wears a short sleeve goal, uh, shirt, you're not that good. Ah, uh, did Valderrama have a short sleeve shirt? Because then I'll have to just. I don't know, but it. I know I, there's one obvious example, and it's the exception that proves the rule, and that's Gigi Buffon. But Gigi, oh, Gigi yeah. Buffon is the exception that proves the rule. We're not Valderrama. Who am I thinking of? What's the name of that Colombian goalkeeper? It's not Gigi Buffon. No, uh, and it's not Valderrama because that's the giant hair dude. Other goalkeepers that also prove the rule, Claudio Bravo. Yeah, he's not very good. Um, okay, Arsenal. It's, it's two. like the good. It's like the good-looking striker rule is like you don't want your striker to be good-looking because good-looking strikers are not that potent in front of goal. Yeah. Looking at you, <laughs> is, that the, is that the Olivier Giroud rule? <laughs> it's the Olivier Giroud, Wayne Rooney, Peter Crouch rule. Aha! There we go. Rene Iguita. <laughs> <laughs> That's the man Nicknamed El Loco Carlos Tevez Proves that rule too That's an ugly ugly dude Yeah he's not a pretty man But now he's an extremely rich one So Yep so is Randy Johnson So yeah. What are we talking about now Ugly footballers there's a no, lot no, no, no. The ugly striker. You don't want your striker to be good-looking. Good-looking strikers are not that dangerous in front of goal. You want ugly strikers. Is Slatan ugly? Yeah, he's not really that good. For a Swedish guy, he's really not that good-looking. Um, I mean, Zlatan can't even, like, hold a candle to Henrik Lundqvist. No. So, there you go. He's ugly. <laughs> He's got a man bun. Come on, two, he's got a man bun. Two different sports, though. Um, Doesn't matter. We're not. We're right now. We're not talking about sports. You asked a question of: yeah. Is he ugly or good looking? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's not fair. I Henry, compared him. Henrik Lundqvist is like the most I, beautiful man on earth. But I had to compare him to a Swedish guy. Like oh, you okay. have to compare apples to apples. Yeah, then compare him to like. And at that, you have to compare the same kind of apples. Like you, no. you got to compare a Macintosh apple to a Macintosh apple. Okay. Okay, Arsenal to Sutton nil, Paris Walcott with the goals. Are you happy with the way that Wenger rotated the squad in this one, Elliot? Uh, I mean, y- that's probably yes the only no. thing you could be happy with. 
Well, I'm happy that we won. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I you know, I I think that it wasn't the kind of truly convincing come out of the gate like you've got something to prove after getting thrashed in Munich performance that I necessarily wanted to see, but they they won. They're into the next round. That's what matters the most. Um, I mean, I, I thought that the first Arsenal goal was particularly illustrative just because it was kind of shambolic and that Theo Walcott tried to backheel it into the net and just completely whiffed. Yep. He, he didn't even try to celebrate like he'd done it, which, you know, players frequently do. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I, I missed that. I mean, granted, he still put the keeper off to allow the shot to go in. But. I don't know if he put the keeper off. I think the keeper was just bad on that. I don't know. They should have gotten. That the, was just like, oh right, we're playing Sutton United. Like, just shoot the ball towards the net, and something might happen. Yeah, I mean, it was it was by no means a dominating performance, and I think that Arsenal were actually pretty lucky to keep a clean sheet. Uh, I mean, you know, their ball shot off the crossbar, a number of headers in the box that could have and maybe even should have been converted. Uh, so no, it, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I was happy to see the squad rotated. I was once again a little frustrated to see Alexis come off the bench, though I wasn't quite as frustrated since, you know, because of Southampton's, uh, our fixture against Southampton being postponed. Mm -hmm. There's two weeks now before we play a game, essentially. Yeah, otherwise but, there would be no uh, no reason to play him. Yeah. But see, like, this is all... This is all kind of the problem. Like, you just played non-league side Sutton. And you're exiting that game and saying, oh, well, we won. And that's what's important. Like, and this is, again, this is why I said last week at the, uh, at the very end of my, the mobile, the mobile takes, I said, like, you're in a no-win situation because, you know, you win 9 nothing, then, you know, it's like, okay, cool. You beat Sutton United 9 nothing. If you lose the game, that's really embarrassing. And if you win 2-0, then it's like, wait, why did you only win 2-0? And I would be really concerned about the about how you won this game i i mean i again i don't think that it was an overly convincing performance but i do think that even if it's kind of a overly run common cliche at this point but you you do often play down to your opponents and i think that's what arsenal did i would have liked to have seen him win this game seven nil obviously but i don't i don't think you I think there are plenty of other reasons to hit the panic button besides the 90 minutes you saw today. I don't know if they – because, like, here's – like, you win 2-0, it's like, all right, well, what happened in this game? You know, like, you you could say this about Ozil in a lot of games, and you could say, you know, like, oh, he just looked disinterested. Arsenal didn't look – they didn't look disinterested in this game. Like, they, they came out like they, you know, let's not underestimate this team. Like, we want to play. And they, they didn't look disinterested. Okay, so what happened? So Sutton parked the bus, and we couldn't break them down because they sat back, and we had 90% of the possession, and there were 15 guys in the box, and, you know, we struggled. And that's, you know, that's fair. That happens to good teams all the time. That didn't happen. Sutton didn't come out and park the bus. Sutton came out and said, we're going to play with you guys. Yeah. And I mean, we did, should it, have played right into Arsenal's hands. Arsenal should have said, oh, you want to play with us? Cool. We are a lot better than you. Like, one of our players makes more money in a week and you guys make in a month, like as a club, like that the actual club makes, like we're a lot better than you. And you guys didn't do that. And when you went up 1-0, that was just such an unfair moment in the game because you were the second best team at that point. And that is, I, that, that's, 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 that is hyperbolic. We were, I, I don't think that we were the second best team there, right? Like, I don't think that we, you know, clearly overmatched them in the way that probably we should have. I don't. Think I mean, at that point, you had like one shot. You had the El Neni shot that went that went three landed three blocks away from the stadium, but that I, was pretty much it. I'm I, I am I'm not thrilled with this performance, but I'm I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. You take a heavily rotated squad, you win, you're into the next round against Lincoln City, and yeah, and I mean. I, you called this a no-win situation, Paulie, and I don't. I, I mean, we won. Yeah, we didn't. 
We didn't blow the doors off them, and maybe you can argue that we should have, but what matters is that we're into the next round. And the next round, we face Lincoln, another situation in which, yeah, we we should win handily. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's a different situation because that, you're at home. You're going to win that. That game, you'll win 7 0, like with ease. Just because you're at home, and it's that one's a different one. I mean, this one, it was just, look, you're saying it's hyperbolic for me to call you the second best team. At the time, in the first for the first twenty-seven minutes, I think that's how long it took. I don't think that. I mean, you had yeah. Obviously, you guys had the chances. You you kept shooting. You took about two or three shots before that. Neither of them went on target. You had one chance where Walcott chipped it over the goalkeeper after an offside, but it, I don't like. I don't think you would say, "Oh, Arsenal have been knocking on the door for the last ten minutes, and a goal is definitely coming." I wouldn't have said that when you guys scored. You wouldn't say that, but I don't think that we were clearly the second best team on the pitch, considering that we had about. I don't think you were the best one. I don't think I no, but it was an even game, and Sutton were playing. I think Sutton were playing better than you at the time. I don't think that they were playing much better than you at the time. But in a game with two teams, one of them, if one of them is the best one, someone has to be the second best one. And at the time, whether it was fifty-one forty-nine or fifty-two forty-eight, the scales were tipped in Sutton's favor, and that's concerning. If you're an Arsenal fan. And and then, yes, I completely echo your sentiment. The fact that somehow Alexis had to end up on the field in this game, which, like, in a game where Sutton were not threatening at all, at any point, you have to bring on Alexis just, I guess, so that everybody can be reminded that they are not happy with Wenger? Like, why? Mm. Like, that's just, that's playing, like... Like, oh, I have an open flame on the stove right now. I'm going to start, you know, mixing gasoline nearby. I mean, that's what you were doing. Okay, let's break this little hen party up. Uh, <laughs> did you see... Well, hey, you guys get to face Lincoln City now. We have to go to goddamn Chelsea. Did yeah, you see the clip of Sutton's reserve keeper eating a pie in the middle of the game? He was oh, at I the bar was at halftime. He was, was serving drinks at the bar at halftime. Of course he was. I uh, mean, he's, he was like, chowing down on one of the meat pies. Yeah, I mean he. He's, I don't blame him. He's yeah, he's playing up his role at this club, and his role is to be kind of a love it, like a lovable holly jolly. You know, ba- I mean, he's basically I mean, a he's mascot. A... He's like a mascot who's right. Yeah, I mean, the guy's 46 years old and he's he's still playing semi-pro football. Yeah, and he's like, what, 300 pounds? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's, no, he's big, Seb, but he's not. Yeah, well, okay. Give the guy a break. 250, then. Uh. <laughs> but it just as a whole, as a whole. Yeah. Could you have asked, like, because every, every two weeks now, this, this topic comes up of, oh, is the FA Cup just a distraction? Is it worth it or anything? We're already in the midst of having an unbelievable season. We have, like, six teams battling it out in the relegation zone. You have five teams battling it out for the, for the three spots in the top four that aren't Chelsea. So the, and they're all within two points of each other. The mm-hmm. season itself is fantastic. Could we have asked for a better FA Cup? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about who you have in the last, in the last eight. You have, you have four, possibly five, of the top six teams in the league in the quarterfinals, you have a championship side, you have a non-league side, you have the potential for a North London derby in either the semifinals or the final. Yeah. Like you have United facing Chelsea, so you're guaranteed to get one of the top guns into the semifinals. Like, could, it, wouldn't you much prefer, think about the FA Cup as a whole, it's been captivating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, Chelsea takes on Man United. Uh, let's give you the sixth round draw here at quarterfinals. Chelsea, Manchester United at Stamford Bridge. Middlesbrough would host the winner between Huddersfield and Manchester City. Tottenham takes on Millwall at... Uh, are they going to play? Yeah, they're going to play. They're, right? they're White Hart Lane. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're White Hart Lane. Lane and Tottenham will win that game. Yeah. And then we got Arsenal against Is Lincoln. it a big deal for Tottenham to, like, when, when they win? Is it a big deal for Tottenham to be like, we're going to Wembley? Because, they, you know, they, they're going to Wembley on Thursday also. True. They've, and they've played there three times this year. Yeah, and they, they've not been very good at Wembley. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. That's true. Okay, Polly. Is that a big deal? Polly will now leave us. So goodbye to Polly. And uh, Elliot, you and I will jump over to the Champions League. As we got some fun things to look forward to. Starting tomorrow, Bayer Leverkusen host Atletico Madrid. Uh, Madrid went all the way to the final last season, got knocked out. 
or got defeated by Real Madrid on penalties. Um, awful way to end that game. Yeah, yeah, that was really too bad. Yeah, um, but as has been the case the last couple of years here, Madrid very good defensively. Yeah, I I, I think that you you have to expect Atletico Madrid to win this tie pretty handily. Um, well, I that's mean, the thing. Know, they don't score many goals. So I don't know if it's going to be handily, but I think it might be it definitely be convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, because Bayer Leverkusen have not been able to repeat their form from last year. Oh, no. Um, and they're in the, in the Bundesliga, they're solidly mid table. I think they're like eighth or ninth. Yeah, they're, I want to say they're like six points off of fourth only, though. Or seven, maybe. Uh, let's see. They are, yes, they are seven points off of fourth. Yeah. But they're, I mean, they have a plus four goal differential, mm. which is not, doesn't bode fantastically well. No, Hernandez, leading goal scorer, he has, I want to say, ten league goals. Um, and he's been sort of... I don't know. It seems like he's scoring in in very streaky player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of he is that. I would say he's been that for a long time, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he was that way back when he was at Old Trafford, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there we saw him more as a lesser version of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, like great player to have coming off the bench, uh, but not really a starter. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think that the. Um, well, this is kind of getting into uh, ahead of ourselves, but I'm personally really looking forward to seeing uh, Leipzig in the Champions League next year because they're they're solidly going to qualify. Even though I think that the fact that there are so many teams owned and sponsored by Red Bull is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they just call them RB Leipzig, you know. Uh, so it's not 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 the New York Red no, Bulls exactly. The Leipzig Red Bulls. Uh, ugh. Yeah, I mean, that's part, that part is sad. I am super happy seeing uh, Emil Forsberg playing so well for them. Um, you know, possible Bundesliga Player of the Year candidate. And being that he is Swedish, that's very good for a national team who's, you know, not very good right now. Yeah, uh, well, the loss of the prodigal zones a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to replace a player like that yeah, yeah uh, not possible chester city take on monaco monaco has been on fire in league one they've been scoring goals out of their ears i would almost want to say uh averaging something crazy like three goals per game um but can they do it on a rainy day at the etihad that's I mean, Falcao That's didn't really do much of anything when he was in England. I, I mean, I is think this that... his way to come back and be like "f you, England" and scores a hat trick? <laughs> I mean, I sure hope so, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think we're going to see uh, a much more focused City team. I think, especially having been held by Huddersfield, even with a strong squad on the pitch. Um, I, I think City are going to have something to prove against Monaco, and I think they're going to pr- go ahead and, in fact, prove it. Yeah, I mean, should City fans be a little bit worried about Aguero being a little bit out of form? Or, uh, I mean, or do you think that once you get that first goal, the floodgates are going to open? I, I think it's closer to the latter. I mean, I, yeah. he's, he's a player of such tremendous quality that even when he's... Even if he was... I, I wouldn't even say that he's badly out of form. He did, he was he certainly had an off day in the FA Cup, but I I wouldn't be overly concerned. I, I guess maybe the the way I would put it is I would be certainly disappointed, but not you know hemming and hawing, gnashing of teeth, worried about it because he'll be back. He's a world class striker, and everybody knows that. Then Wednesday we got Porto against Juventus. Uh, Juventus well on their way to win their sixth straight Serie A title. Man, the Italian league has gotten boring. Uh, Yeah. It's so sad to see. I used to love watching that league. Well, yeah, because, you know, 15, 20 years ago, was could hold a candle to the Premier League for being 
arguably as good, if not even better. But I don't think that that's been the case for a long time. No, no, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you had you know mid or early and mid nineties. I mean, Serial was the equivalent of what the Premier League is today. That that was where the money was. Uh, but yeah, Juventus they got a really strong side. They got you know I can't really see any weaknesses in this side. They got a rock solid defense. They have really really good midfield and then they got Gonzalo Igo in who just scores that will. Yeah, he's boy do I wish our squad signed on him. their day <laughs> I think Juventus can go and win the whole thing. I think you're right. Um and I think that the thing that's going to be particularly key is that I mean, you know, as you said they're just running away with it in Serie A and as this com- competition gets down to the wire, I mean, they're going to be able to focus almost, ex- I mean, not literally exclusively, but no. like, they're going to be able to focus a lot of their energy. And the fact that they'll be able to rotate the squad in the league, preparing yep. for the Champions League, I mean, that's not going to be true of really any other clubs. No, I mean, maybe Bayern. I was, I was going to say, the possible exception of Bayern Munich. Yeah, but that's um, pretty much it. Because PSG, they're not out of it. Or, they, I mean, they're oh. still chasing Monaco. Um, yeah. Benfica and Porto are going up against each other. I mean, I guess Dortmund could do it. They could just be like, hey, let's just go for the Champions League. Same with yeah. Napoli if they would somehow, you know, beat Real Madrid. But, um, yeah, looking at the, the teams here, there's, I would say the Juventus is the only, like, really one of the that you could tout out as being a sort of a favorite that has the luxury of rotating in the league yeah absolutely. and i don't th- and even if if dortmund rotates slightly to focus on the champions league i mean they have they want to qualify for the champions yes. league next year yeah. and they're you know they by no means in a way that i think leipzig is pretty much set to do that but they are not yeah so well one team that could just go for it that's Leicester City. Yep. They could say, yeah. the hell with it. We're not going to stay up in the Premier League anyways. <laughs> no, I, don't I don't, so. they, they can't. <laughs> they go to sunny Spain to take on Sevilla. We're all going leg. on a European tour. Hey. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sevilla, beautiful place. Or Seville. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leicester City, I, you can't give them any chance in hell as they are playing on the road. Yeah, I, I'd give them a chance in hell, but not a, a, not much stronger than that. The absolute best they can hope for is a draw. Uh, yeah, realistically. but I just don't see them pulling out their first away victory of the season being in the round no. of 16 against Sevilla. Champions League against Sevilla. And Sevilla but, is a great home team. No, but I but I also think that if they can if they can damage control and nick a goal and manage to lose this game 2-1. only 2-1 yeah. then we should be fine. Or you know, like then they've got then they go back to the King Power Stadium with a decent chance of you know, you Eke out a one nil win and boom. You're yeah, I mean, there's into the next round. Yes, definitely. A, hope would still be there if you only lose two to one. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Okay, so I, I've uh, looked up here a little bit more about Wayne Shaw, who is the uh, the reserve goaltender. Or goalkeeper for uh, Sutton, and he is 127 kilograms, which is the yeah. equivalent of 280 pounds. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought he was closer to three than two than yeah. 250. <laughs> he is a big man. He is a large man. He is a very large man, uh, and unfortunately, he's no longer in the FA Cup. But nope. well done to Sutton to get there. Yep. I, I guess that's my final word. What? Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Mm, I, I, they mentioned I. 
so I was watching the the game at a bar, so the volume wasn't and the volume wasn't on. Uh, so I was reading the subtitle, so I didn't catch the name of the player, but I was talking about one of the players for Sutton United who is in the starting eleven who has to go back to work tomorrow, and he's a construct. I mean, uh, you know, they're most of them have day jobs, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a construction worker, and I was like, God, how exhausting would that be to play? 90 minutes against a Premier League side and then the next day go and work construction. Like, man, boy, you're going to sleep well. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, they do it for the love of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's one of the beautiful things. Yes. And the FA Cup definitely still has some magic left in it, so... Because I feel like that's always the... Oh, it's magic gone. Like we were talking about earlier. So, with that... Uh, let's give a quick little prediction thing for the Champions League, though. Bayern, or Bayer, Leverkusen, against Atletico yeah, Madrid. Yeah, it's not in the province of Bayern. No. No, the they, they would chop my head off if I said Bayern, Leverkusen. It's Bayer, like the medical company. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, also their biggest sponsor. Um, okay, I'm going to go one nothing Atletico. I... Think, I think that I'm even going to give them two nil. Okay. I definitely feel like they are going to keep a clean sheet though. Manchester City Monaco. I'll go with a three-one home win. That and is, uh, the, exactly the scoreline I was going to suggest. Get uh, Sergio, uh, Sergio Aguero back to scoring form. Porto Juventus two nothing to the Italians. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see Porto getting anything from this. No. And then Sevilla Leicester City. I, I I'm, honestly I'm sorry, Leicester, but three nothing Sevilla. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep hope alive and say two one. Okay. Just, that's good, yeah. that's good. Okay, we'll talk to you again later in the week as we'll preview the Premier League and talk about what happened here midweek in the Champions League. Until then, always you can give us a follow on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Polly is P. WFAN. Elliot is Keats was better. And then, of course, give FanRag Sports a follow. Uh, yeah, until then, have a good one. Bye bye. Thank <laughs> you.